Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nope, that's the wrong question. That was yesterday's question. I was just going to ask everybody what oh, the secret sure. was to great chili. I mean, we've we can already been there. Talk chili. No, but what is the best thing you watched in 2020? 651 641 1071. We are taking your calls on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Why are we asking people what, they, uh, what the best TV or movie uh, show they watched this year was? Well, because the Golden Globe nominations came out today, which means everybody is going to take a little time to reflect on the things that they've been watching in the last year as we head towards an actual, believe it or not, award show. Although, I'm just like, why? But that's a whole separate conversation. Regardless, um, people, again, have this moment to think, okay, so like we probably watched a lot of TV and yes. movies in the yes. last 12 months. Mm-hmm. What are the things that stood out? 651-641-1071. Let us know. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about We'll talk. Call us. Call we'll us. talk. Why aren't you calling? What was the best thing you watched in 2020, Bradley? Oh, The Crown. Are you kidding me? I really gotta get around to watch it. No, you, you're not gonna watch it, and yeah, that's fine. It's totally fine. It's gotten away from you, and it's totally understandable. It's much like Game of Thrones got away from me. I and I just I I'm fine. I'm totally fine. Here's I'm what fine. here's what I'm Mostly. I can tell. I hear that. Um, here's one of the things that I do. I will say I do like about when the Golden Globes or other award, specifically the Golden Globes, because they deal with movies and TV. And by the way, we are taking your calls. What was the best thing you watched in 2020? 651-641-1071. Is when those nominations come out, I start to remember, you know, when you just ask me point blank, like what was the be- what were some of the best things you watched in 2020? I can't necessarily conjure something up really quickly, but when I start to go over the nominations and I see some of the names of things that were nominated. Um, I remember, Oh yeah, I watched that and I really liked that. For example, Palm Springs, uh, which was a Netflix, was that Netflix movie? Um, with Andy Samberg. I loved that movie. Uh, or Queens Gambit. I almost forgot that we binged the heck out of that show. So if you had to pick one and say, what was the best thing you mm. watched in 2020? Do you have one? I would say TV show. I really would say Queens Gambit. Like that was just such a well done show um, that we enjoyed a lot. Yeah. And I think deserves a lot of awards. Um, movie wise. 
I gotta come back to that. I don't. I don't ever pick movies because I'm not a huge movie watcher. I will be honest. I either watch YouTube videos or I watch Netflix shows. Uh, well, I shouldn't say Netflix shows, like TV shows, streaming shows, because um, like getting me to sit down and watch a feature length film is very, very like that's not going to happen most days. Most days, it's like I'll sit down and watch one episode. Can I tell you a really quick anecdotal story about movie watching? Yeah. On Friday night, uh, my husband said to me, hey, when the kids go to bed, should we watch The Little Things, which is that new movie that stars Jared Leto, Denzel Washington, Remy Malek. Yeah. And I said, no, I can't do that tonight, but I can do it tomorrow night. And he said, why can't you do it tonight? I said, because I want you to know I'm going to fall asleep at 930. But if I know that we're going to watch it tomorrow night, I can prepare to be awake a little bit later. I mean, that's where we are. I never get in front of the TV in enough time to watch two hours of anything. So it just doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, you, I'm at a stage in life where you got to prepare for that. Uh, Six, five, one, six, four, one. 1071, what's the best thing you watched in 2020? Who do we have on the line, Holly? Let's start with Bill. Hello, Bill. Bill, Bill, what was the best thing you watched in 2020? Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Yes, Bill, go ahead. Okay, well, the best thing I saw this year was Enola Gay. I'm sorry, (laughs) Enola Holmes. Oh, I was going to say Enola Gay. I think that was like an old movie in the 50s. I don't think anyone can hear me. No, we can no, hear, you. hear you. No, we can hear Thanks. you. Yeah. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Thanks Bill. Bill. Enola Gay was the pl- name of the plane that dropped the atomic bomb. Yeah, and didn't they do like a movie about it anyway? Or I the, the crew of the Enola Gay? Wasn't it called like the flight of the Enola Gay? Anyway, he was but talking about Enola, Enola Holmes, Holmes, which of course um, is that HBO? It's Netflix. Yeah, is that Netflix? Yeah. Is what I said. Millie Bobby Brown playing the sister of Sherlock Holmes. Sure, and Matt Bomer. Or not Matt not Bomer. Not Bomer. Henry, Henry Cavill. Cavill. Sorry, I'm getting yeah, my hot guys careful. mixed up. <laughs> okay, don't do that in front of Bradley. He's wagging a finger at you. Oh, boy. Can we go to Tina? Yeah, let's go to Tina. Hi, Tina. Tina, what is what was the best thing you watched in 2020? Um, I have two. So for escapism, it was that Emily in Paris, just because of all the like clothes and the yeah. guys. And then um, you guys will appreciate this for my, my tin hat, um, the Jeffrey Epstein uh, four episode special thing. Oh, yes. Which one? Are we talking about the Lifetime one or the, the was it HBO? or the, the, I think it was Netflix. Netflix. I saw the Netflix. Netflix. I never saw the, the Lifetime one. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think that was the, f- was that the first That was one? the first one. And then the Netflix one. And thank you, by the way, for your call. Um, the That Netflix one, that four episode one, that one was the one... Um, that, that was Jeffrey Epstein filthy rich. Yes. rich. Netflix. Yep. Yeah. My husband watched that one and he didn't know a lot about Jeffrey Epstein. And it was like every single episode blew his mind. The, the lifetime one is called surviving Jeffrey Epstein. That one was a little bit more. That was very victim focused. Yeah. Like you got to learn in depth about the lives of each individual victim, which I thought was really, I actually think I watched that after Sir, uh, the filthy rich. I think filthy rich might've come out first. Um, yeah, because surviving Jeffrey Epstein came out like this at the end of the summer. Um, in the, in the filthy rich one, I think that gave us a good narrative to understand the total story, yeah. right? From the perspective of Jeffrey Epstein's crimes right. versus the lives of those he affected. Yeah. Uh, Holly, do we have any other callers? Yeah, Martha's on the line. Hello, Martha. 
Martha, what is what was the uh, best thing you watched in 2020? We loved Queen's Gambit. Mm-hmm. Right? What did you love about that? I mean, I agree with you, but what what was it for you? I know absolutely nothing about chess, mm-hmm. but it was just different than yeah. everything else that we've watched. Yeah. And the uh, young woman who starred in it was just bad. Wasn't she amazing? Thank you for your call, Martha. Um, we did get an email from Jeff. Jeff said, uh, here's a few things that I enjoyed watching. Ted Lasso on Apple TV. Okay, so my husband says that's like one of the best shows of the year. I watched one episode and I was like, I cannot with this. It was too sporty. Yeah. I wasn't here for it. But but people love it. Uh, Superstore on Hulu, says Jeff, is hilarious. The Morning Show on Apple TV Plus, yes. Um, and... Jeff said, I'm late to the game, but I binged Chernobyl on HBO last week because I finally have that now. I have that. I have that. Um, Liz on Twitter said Shameless and the real CFN said Queen's Gambit as well. I liked oh. Queen's Gambit, although I will say that I feel like it fell off at the end. Like the last couple episodes, it just felt like it got too... Something happened, I don't know, about two-thirds of the way like through that show. Like it felt like they just slapdashed an ending? Well, it just... It was very predictable at a certain point. Mm-hmm. And um, although I just loved the visual and the aesthetic of, you know, um, and I loved Muriel, what's her name? <sighs> the one who plays her mother, stepmom, well, oh, adopted yeah. mother. Yeah. I don't know her name in real life, but yes. Um, here's the good news. The good news is we're not going anywhere anytime soon. Mariel Heller. There you go. Please and thank you. She's amazing. Um, We're not going anywhere anytime soon. And so you've got some time to catch up on all of those things that you will see uh, in the list of nominees for the Golden Globes. You can watch it all before the actual Golden Globes. This is the year that we actually have a shot at that, (laughs) is all I'm trying to say. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we need to talk about another publationship. Uh... And this one we call a Florimus. A Florimus. We'll talk about a Florimus after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. We love a publationship on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Well, hello. 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 And uh, we need to talk about one publationship that we call. A flarmus. A flarmus. Have we ever done that before? That's funny. Well, I played it once over the actual music. Can't play it again. But I can't play it again. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. May may it rest in peace. Now, what I want to tell you is that a flarmus is a publationship. What's a publationship? That is a relationship for the purposes of publicity. And a flarmus particularly is. That would be Ben Affleck. And Ana de Armas. We missed the boat on this publationship name. The ideal name would have been... Banana. Banana. 
but we thought we were cool with the Florimus. I just think a Florimus sounds like their relationship. But it just sounds like really like haphazard and kind of like slapdash put together like their relationship. True. Very true. And appropriate because they're no longer together. They're defunct, but they're still paying. It's a zombie at this point. It's what we call a zombie pub relationship. Mm -hmm. We don't call it that. I just made that up. But um, but it is kind of a zombie pub relationship because they will continue to get headlines, the two of them, as things happen in their lives post breakup. That's that's something we've noticed, right? Is a common characteristic of the pub relationship once it explodes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, um, the zombie pub relationship headline today is, it's actually from yesterday, but you know, time, quote from E.T., Entertainment tonight. It's, it's a, a real good show. Bunch of lies. Jennifer Garner is supportive of Ben Affleck moving on after Anna de Armas mm. split. Now, this is a source talking to none other than E.T. <laughs> I always get these confused. Ouch. Ouch. So I want Phone you to home. I want you to think about who is putting this out there, okay? Okay. So a source has told E.T. the following, quote, Ben is happy, healthy, and doing great since his breakup with Anna. Ben's friends and Jennifer Garner are supportive of him moving on. Those close to Ben thought the relationship wasn't working for either of them anymore. For now, he's taking care of himself and he's focused on his kids. Ben and Anna still regularly text and communicate. So who knows what the future will hold? <laughs> so who's okay. telling us this? Well, probably? I, to me, that feels like Jennifer Garner. Oh. But but maybe it's just because of the Jennifer Garner piece of it. I just assumed it was from Ben because well, it makes Ben look like his stuff don't stink. It's definitely not Anna de Armas. But the Jennifer Garner piece, it's because the headline is Jennifer Garner is supportive of Ben Affleck moving on after Anna de Armas split, which puts her at the center of the story. Like Jennifer Garner, the selfless ex of Ben Affleck, wants only what is best for Ben. And so she, even though they are no longer together, she is caring for him in his pain. Well... And encouraging him to get back out there. It's entirely possible. The quote is Ben's friends and Jennifer Garner are supportive of him moving on. Those close to Ben thought the relationship wasn't working for either of them. And the fact that it's putting Ben in uh, sparkling terms. For now, he's taking care of himself and focused on his kids. I mean, Ben Affleck has always been portrayed in the media as kind of a hot mess, right? Oh, yeah. And so anytime somebody puts pen to page to make him sound like he's he's just, you know, he's just doing the thing. Also, I have a sense, and I could be wrong, probably wrong about a lot in life, especially where celebrity truths are concerned. But my sense from their breakup... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Is that he did something horrible and Anna is trying to remain quiet so as to give him the benefit of the doubt. Right. Because... When when you contemplate all of the things that have been said post publicationship, it just seems to put Ben in a certain light, and and that is contrary to everything we've ever learned about Ben, which seems pe- like to me that people are working very hard to make Ben seem like he's um, looking good, looking good, yeah, right, right. Which you know, like oh, nothing to see here, and and we know Ben has a a habit, a history of being a mess so it wouldn't be the first time no i think i I actually think that you sort of hit on something interesting there like the idea of ben having really screwed up the relationship somehow Mm -hmm. and that in doing so people are bending over backwards to make him look good because what do we know about this relationship allegedly it was an amicable split they mutually agreed upon it over the phone yeah don't even get me started on that and then all we've seen of Ben since is him, you know, uh, bending over to pick up his Amazon packages with his big <laughs> cup of donkeys <laughs> and his, and about two inches of butt crack. So and remember that old Navy and his old navies, his old navies and his donkeys and his two inches. What of rear? Oh, what's interesting about Ben Affleck that. Among all the big Hollywood celebrities of his generation, his ilk, is that his publicity team spends so much time trying to push a particular narrative about Ben Affleck out to the public in a way that other Hollywood stars don't necessarily do. So why is that? And and I will say that applies to Jennifer Garner as well, because nobody has gotten more mileage out of doing very little in terms of an actual Hollywood oh, career when was than her last Jennifer role? Garner. I mean, she was in that dog movie. Right? Like fam- a family with a dog? It was called a family with a dog? No, I don't remember the name of it, but I know that there was a family and a dog in it. I mean, she's kind of trying to roll into her mom roles now. Well, She's making like, she's baking stuff in her kitchen. Right. 13 going on, th- no, Peppermint? No, no, that's an action movie. No. The last movie that she was in was called <laughs> Llama Llama. Well, she did a voice for Mama Llama? See, she's in her mom roles. And then she was in that show Camping. Uh, I don't remember that. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. See, so, like, she's got a whole career of, you know, just being Jennifer. Using headlines. Anyway, I want to know what really happened between Banana. Me too. Alarm us. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, dumb people, nope, celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-Bags. D-Bags! I'll tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. 
celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071 streaming live at my talk 1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hey. And uh, these are your D bags presenting Lord and Lady douchebag of the day. Thanks for asking. You're welcome. Um, you don't know this person, but you will. Her name is Stacy Griffith. Maybe you know Stacy. Do you know Stacy? I know a girl named Stacy, but not a but soul. Not that, not that Stacy. Not a Soul Cycle instructor named Stacy. Okay, well, she's a celebrity Soul Cycle instructor. This is a thing. You know, you have celebrities everywhere, whether it's at the gym or the bakery or the. Uh, public works department. There are now celebrities everywhere, and so, that includes getting on a bike to lose some uh, sweat. You may wonder why is Stacy Griffith the d bag I chose today? Why did why is Stacy Griffith the d bag you chose today? Thank you for reading my mind. You're welcome. Although I asked you to do that out loud. Thank you for feeding me my line. Um, She is a soul cycle instructor uh, who's not just a celebrity, but apparently also has a huge God complex, which includes, but is not limited to, trying to cut the COVID vaccine line by claiming she is an educator. Oh, no, girl. No to the no. On Friday, now, you may wonder... Why? And you don't have to say this out loud because oh, I'm going to just do it for you. Thank you for the stage direction. <laughs> you may wonder, like, why are you picking on this like rando soul cycle instructor? Well, I said she's a celebrity, but more importantly, she has devotees, and those people include the likes of you guessed it, Madonna, mm. Kelly Ripa, and more. She posted, get this, she posted on Instagram about getting vaccinated at a Staten Island high school and told the Daily Beast, because of course you would talk to reporters about um, uh, about your vaccination experience, because they care. But anyway, she told the Daily Beast that she qualified because she's a wellness educator. Okay, now, can I ask a question? Was she successful in getting the vaccine? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, oh, there yeah. are some other D-bags I'd like to name. Quote, in my profession of health and wellness. Now, I just want to give you the rules because rules are different everywhere right mm-hmm. now. There are people able to get vaccinated in other parts of the country that are not able to get vaccinated here. So this is not... I understand that is what I'm trying to say. But even in New York City, where she was vaccinated... Teachers can get vaccinated, but teachers do not include wellness educators. Mm -hmm. You're talking about teachers being licensed professionals within school systems. Generally speaking, I don't know what the exact wordage is. But we know that it does not include soul cycle instructors. (laughs) I I would imagine. Uh, Here's what she went on to say. In my profession... Now, get this. You're going to love this. In my profession of health and wellness, as a teacher, it's my priority daily to keep my community and their respiratory systems operating at full capacity so they can beat this virus if they're infected by it. I can only teach them if I am healthy myself. Mm -hmm. No. Okay, so. 
No. That's not how that works, ma'am. Oh, my gosh. Luckily, um, people pointed this out to her. Um, On Monday, she apologized, saying, quote, now you've heard these words before from candidates for Lord and Lady D-Bag in the past. She made a terrible error in judgment. Wait, can I ask a does she clarify which error she made in judgment? I want to apologize from the bottom of my heart for my recent action in receiving the vaccine. I made a terrible error in judgment, and for that, I am truly sorry. I have a qu- another. No, she didn't. To answer your question directly, she had uh, nothing. Cul- like she didn't claim her shame. I just feel like, does she not have friends who would be like, hey, girl. But you know her. Right. Her friends are doing the following. Girl, you are so right. Yes, honey. You are responsible for so many lives. Yes. You are keeping people healthy. You are on the front lines. Yeah, on you that get there. You get there and you get that vaccine. And then you can so sweat. You can, mm. Yes. You can, I'm sorry. I just, I can't. Now, in a statement issued on Monday, SoulCycle itself distanced, tried to distance himself from this lady. Stacey Griffith operated in a personal capacity in applying for a New York State COVID-19 vaccine. We pay no, or play no role in organizing or obtaining vaccinations for instructors or employees, nor do we encourage any of them to seek vaccine priority as educators. But here's my question. Mm. Who is the person that like waved her through? Well, this is a question I think we're going to be asking a lot in the, in the next few weeks and months, because um, I just saw a news report the other yesterday about the federal government sending a certain amount of vaccine directly to pharmacies. And it sounds like it will have to be like a, uh, and I could be wrong, so please do your math and your homework, that it's a self-reporting experience. Mm. So beyond some, because you can't rely on, and I could be wrong, so please correct the record when you find it to be true otherwise. But I imagine you can't rely on, for example, say a CVS worker to hold somebody accountable Unless there's a specific piece of paperwork. Mm-hmm. So if somebody comes in and says they're an educator, I guess they're going to have to show proof, hopefully. But if not, then you can see how people like Stacey Griffith are able yeah. to get through because she has the God complex to use the New York Post's term to get herself through uh, to the front of the line. Oh, girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Um, no. Yeah. Well, uh, would you like to know who my D-bag is? I would. I feel like I'm going to gain some enemies for the first thing I'm about to say, but please listen carefully to why. Oh, no. Okay? My D-bag today is a well-known show called Bridgerton. (gasps) What? Oh, my God. What? Somebody Uh hurt her. Who? Why would she say that? That's so awful. You can't do that. People love this show. Oh, wow. That was... Aggressive amount of stuff right there. We're not done yet. Are we almost done? We're done. Okay. Bridgerton. Here is the headline from the Times London. Bridgerton is making corsets popular again. Okay, well, that's... Thank you. Why they're my D-bag. We do not need corsets as fashion. Yes, agreed. We do not need corsets 
period. But uh, the Times wants you to know, if indeed you are ready to hop on the corset wagon, no. there are fashionable ways to wear them. Why do we not like corsets, Bradley? Well, I mean, corsets, uh, if you're talking about lingerie that makes it appear like an old school corset, okay, sure. But if we're talking about actual body disfiguring garments, mm-hmm. such or similar to the likes of those peddled by one Kim Kardashian mm-hmm. and company. Mm-hmm. And that's company with a K. <laughs> that's company with a K. Then we have a problem because it, it. we have talked about this on the show. I feel like we have been undervalued in our advocacy to put an end to disfiguring lady shapewear. And I'm not talking about Spanx. Yeah. I'm talking about boned corsets. Yeah. That like rearrange your innards. Yeah. And compress your will to live. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which I would just like to remind you, the women of the Regency or whatever period is represented in Bridgerton, and I don't know enough about the history to sound like I know what I'm talking about. Actually, I probably know enough to sound like I know what I'm talking about it to people who don't know. Era. Okay, so I would just like to remind those of you who maybe aren't too familiar with that period of history, we've moved on. Yeah. What? Have you reason... checked jeans lately? Yeah. Do you know how much... Uh, um, what is, what, what's that material called? Spandex? Mm-hmm. Like, we are not comfortable putting all that stuff... Mm-hmm. In different places. No, we don't like to be confined in Mm -hmm. certain ways. And also there's a reason why, like, you know, mm, some fashions we've held over. For example... mm, Pants. Yeah. Or like like even like home fashions, like the fainting couch. It's a nice thing to have, but not to use for the fainting. And the reason we had fainting couches, the reason women fainted so much, and we had things like smelling salts was because they cut off their air supply with dumb corsets i always uh, i just i still love thinking about like the moment i realized oh they were wearing or they had smelling salts because remember that was a thing kind of like um quicksand like that was like a cultural thing smelling salts yeah it was like in looney tunes and it came from the fact that they were starving women of oxygen yeah so i don't know about y'all (laughs) <laughs> but I'm probably not going to hop on the Bridgerton uh, corset bandwagon. Thank you. Yeah. And I would say maybe Bridgerton, not so much Bridgerton as audience. Like, I think buyer beware here. If you watch a TV show and it inspires you to run towards an archaic torture device, you got to check yourself. Yeah. Like, what's what's going on with you that you think that's okay? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was going to draw some corollaries, and then I decided maybe mm. that's not a good choice right now. Thanks. <laughs> On that note, no. when we come well, back... We have that figured out. Thank yeah. you. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I watched a trailer for a new <gasps> show. You did? Wow. I did. How long did that take you? Two minutes, actually. Thanks for asking. And I'd like to review the trailer for the new Punky Brewster reboot for you. Fabulous. I'll do that when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 1071. You guys, Punky's back. Oh, Punky Brewster. Yes, it's the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 1071. Streaming live at my talk 1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. 
Hi. And I'll be really honest with you. When I saw the headline in Deadline about the uh, Punky Brewster trailer, I was like, did we know? Did I? Re- did anybody tell me? That Punky was coming back? Yeah, yeah, they told you. So I just had forgotten. You just had a brain fart. It's I, okay. It I happens did. to the best of us. It's mm-hmm. all good. But yes, I had forgotten that Punky Brewster was back. And so I was very excited because you guys, I don't know if you know this, one of my favorite theme songs of all time is the theme song to Punky Brewster. Now I feel like we have to play it. So so Holly's working on it. While she's working on it, I will tell you um, that it will be airing on the Peacock Network. And now the thing about that network... Are they going to do... Is Katy Perry going to be the theme song for the Peacock Network? Isn't that a Katy Perry song, Let Me See Your Peacock? Maybe. I think so. Anyway, I ju- that just occurred to me. Continue. So the thing about the Peacock Network is as far as I can tell... There is a like you can watch it for free and then you can pay a special premium for more stuff. So I think you'll be able to watch this for free. I don't think you'll. Oh, here we go. So, okay. So for those of you who are like, what is this Punky Brewster? So the story is the original Punky Brewster is about this quirky gal whose parents abandon her outside of a grocery store and this guy named, and and then she's like hiding in an apartment uh, across the way in an abandoned apartment. And one of the guys who lives in the apartment building, his name is Henry. He finds her and then he adopts her. And then there's a dog involved and there's all kinds of stuff. And she makes friends with one of the other kids that lives in the same building. Her name is Cherry. She gets stuck in a refrigerator and the rest is history. Is Cherry a part of this new experience? Yes. Oh, good. So can you... Well, no, I'm not going to make you guess. I'm just going to tell you kind of the the premise that it's built on. Uh, the way that the story will go, it is it will star Soleil Moonfry as Punky Brewster. Yep. But now she's an adult. Of course. She is a single mother of three. Okay. Trying to get her life back on track. Uh, she is divorced from uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Like, not in, like, the the uh, character played by Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. And not that, not not that, that like, she, yeah. how did Freddie Prince Jr. end up in this project? I don't know. But you know what? I love Freddie Prince Jr. So I think this is an exciting casting. Um, and then what happens is she meets a young girl who is in the foster system. And Sherry, her best friend, who must be like a social worker or something, connects her with this child. And they welcome this child into the family. Aww. Oh, it's like she's staring at herself. Oh, you know what I'm saying? So it's like history repeats itself. She's trying to kind of figure out what life looks like as a divorced mom of three brings this other kid into the picture. Um, And does she fall back in love with her ex-husband? Maybe. I don't know. But I will say it's a two like the the trailer would be weird. I that's what I'm getting from the trailer is that they're going to like he's going to be part of the storyline. Yeah. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal, you guys. Here's the 411 on Punky Brewster. But here's, this is why I find these reboots kind of interesting, because it forces a person who's now a grown-ass adult to step back into the shoes of a character that they played when they were kids. Yep. And how does that, like, how, how, do, how do they embody a character who is now grown up? Yeah. 
And from what I can see in this two-minute trailer, Soleil Moonfry, of course, I mean, she created Punky Brewster, Mm -hmm. but she keeps the spirit of Punky as an adult, but still is like a functioning adult, right? So she's not like... I think there could be a tendency, especially with a character like Punky Brewster, who's quirky, who wears two different shoes on two different feet, who, you know, kind of always saw the world a little bit differently. There could be a temptation to retain kind of the childlike quality and not... a little funny if she's like, hey guys, she comes into her room. Was that the... <laughs> that was a joke? Hey guys, I'm just saying like if she's a kid... <laughs> yeah, if she's trying to play herself. But but there are like holdovers, like that she wears two different shoes, that kind of stuff. You know, Aww. you'll see that in the character. Somebody does get trapped in a fridge. Uh, yes, but Cherry made it out, so we're excited about that. But she's in the. But what she's, is Cherry up to in life or yeah. on the show? On the show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, in life. Like, what does she do in her off time? Her name is not Cherry. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, in, in real, real life. life? Yeah. Oh. yeah, her real name is Cherry. Um, Johnson. Johnson. Oh. Yeah. And I didn't know and it's that. exactly the same. C-H-E-R-I-E. I always pronounce it cherry. Is it Cherie or Sherry? Well, I think it's pronounced cherry. Yeah, because we always, I mean, that's what we grew up saying, right? Right. You, I, I remember distinctly cherry in the fridge. <laughs> Maybe that should be her autobiography. Cherry. I feel like you can pitch that to her, Bradley. For those of you who are like, why do they keep talking about the refrigerator? On a very special episode of Punky Brewster, uh, and this was back in the 80s when we were always warned to not go into the refrigerator. Yes, another just like culture memory that we all have. Like, right? don't get into an old refrigerator. Not your like active refrigerator in your house, because pr- <laughs> that's probably not going to be... A dangerous place to be. No, but if you got into the fridge, you couldn't get out of the fridge. Back in the day, in the 80s, they wouldn't open from the inside. But but watching this episode Mm -hmm. wherein Cherry... I think they're playing hide and seek. Yes. And she hides inside of an abandoned fridge. Yeah. In the backyard of the apartment building. Which begs the question, was there a glut of abandoned fridges in the 80s? It's like quicksand, right? Like the things that we were afraid of in the 80s were quicksand and refrigerators because... And guys who worked at the bike shop, thank you, different strokes. Oh, that was... I still am not over that. And I feel bad for Gordon what Lightfoot or whatever. Who... Uh, is the character that plays the creepy pedophile? I'll look that up. Uh, Sitcoms in the eighties had a delightful way of making funny out of the most unfunny things. It's true. And by delightful, I mean it's off today. Like when you Gordon watch Jump. it, Gordon Jump. Mm-hmm. Like he did that character so well, and he was not a pedophile. No. But like when you but watch he played it, one on TV. Every time I see him, I'm like, stay away from that bad man. Yeah. yeah, the phenomenon of the very special episode. So on this very so back to Punky Brewster on this very special episode, her friend Cherry climbed into the refrigerator and obviously couldn't get out. And then they didn't know she was in there, and she was in there for a very long time. And then finally, Punky figured it out, and then they got her out, and. And then, and we all had a lesson, and the lesson was don't get into a refrigerator because you'll never get out. And again, oh, this is I've so never terrifying. Had to have though. this conversation with my kids. The actual summary says that Cherry hides in the fridge and suffocates. She does. I mean, Alan they... doesn't know what to do, so it's up to Punky and Margot to save her life.
because when they get her out, she's not breathing. So they must have learned CPR. Right. In that episode. She's, because she's alive now. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to watch it. Okay. When does this happen? I don't know. Later. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this very There's special a trailer. February the 25th. It'll be good. February. It's happening later. Bye. February 25th. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what was your favorite age and why? Call us. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Wendy's new French toast sticks are so delicious, some are saying that they're better than their mom's breakfast. Excuse me, did you just say Wendy's new French toast sticks are better than my breakfast? Mom, is that you? Answer the question. I said some people are saying that because they're so crispy on the outside and fluffy on the inside and perfect in every way. Uh Uh-huh. And what do you think? I think it's time to tell people to choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new sweet and crispy homestyle French toast sticks. That's still not an answer. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours.